if there is music on this podcast, I may or may not have done it myself. This is uh, some of the student teacher from my mixologist. Um, actually, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do this, but we're just going to try. It's Friday, y'all. Can I just tell you that y'all almost didn't have a podcast today? Why, you may ask? Are you asking me why? I had a crazy week, y'all. My week was, like, from bad to worse. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but I just kind of, like, you know, been adulting. Uh, who made adulting a thing? Like, adulting is ghetto. Can we just say that adulting is ghetto? How do we cancel adulting? Because, really, I just can't. So, you guys know uh, my appointment is coming up July 26th. There is no weight update because the scale is also ghetto. I am feeling, like, a little bit more snatched um, because I've been weightlifting, which could also be why there hasn't been that much change as far as, like, weight loss. Just because I've been um, eating some weights in the gym. But, um... We're just out here doing the things that we do and ignoring the scale when it wants to misbehave. And, you know, we're just keeping, we're just keeping going. We're keeping the discipline up. However, my discipline this week has been like a little trash just because I told you I was stressed. And you know what sucks? Like, I'm an emotional eater. I've told you guys, like, I'm an emotional eater. And I think that because I'm on keto, there's no leeway to emotionally eat because it'll knock you out of ketosis. Which is a good thing, I guess. But let me tell you that when you're stressed out and you really just want a frosty or a funnel cake and all you have is like salad and cheese, it's not ideal. It's not what you think of as a good time. And uh, I really didn't, it's not that I didn't feel like recording because I actually do enjoy doing this. But I just kind of felt like I was just so clustered and I I was like, I don't want to do this from an empty place, from a place where I'm kind of like, tired or wore off but i do feel like so i don't really write out my episodes in advance i kind of just go with what i'm feeling with with what i've learned with what i'm dealing with and i felt like the lord really worked in me on sunday and i just really wrote down everything i wanted to talk about this episode and i was actually super excited to record it until life happened during the week but uh now that i'm rereading kind of just like the notes that i took that i felt like was downloading it totally applies to how I'm feeling right now. And one of the things that I felt like we needed to touch upon, or I felt like the Lord really speaking, is sometimes it's hard to believe what we don't see, right? So like believing the unseen, are we able to believe something that seems so far away from our current situation? I feel like sometimes we don't see ourselves as our next version yet. So we're like, you know, I could never be this and this person. I could never be the person to save up money on my own to buy a house. I could I could never be the person to lose the weight. Y'all, I've dropped 30 pounds. Like, I, if you would have asked me in January, Steph, can you lose 30 pounds? I would have been like maybe 10, maybe 15. But I'm literally, literally 30 pounds lighter. And I feel like sometimes I see it and sometimes I don't. That just may be a me thing, but... It doesn't matter what your current situation is, and but I want to talk like specifically to either being a mom or becoming a mom. Like, do you see yourself as your as a mom, 
or because you've tried so many times or maybe you've had miscarriages. I've never experienced a miscarriage, but I do experience the desire to be a mom. So for everyone on this podcast who's ever experienced a miscarriage, can I just say that I'm with you? Even though I haven't physically been there through you, I know or have an idea to finally get something that you wanted and have it be taken away from you. Sometimes you blame yourself, but just know that God is sovereign. And the Lord knows what he does, and he's the God who gives, and he's sometimes also the God who takes away. So just believe and anchor yourself in his truth and in his promises that if he did it, it's for a reason, and it's for our good. Even if it may not feel good at the moment. And sometimes we think, you know, if God's such a good God, then why do bad things happen? And I don't think it's necessary that God wants us to suffer, right? But more so that we believe in God's faithfulness and in his truth. And to be honest, like, can we have a real moment now? Like, sometimes we be playing God Jr. Sometimes we be doing all of the things to make things happen. And then when we make them happen, sometimes they don't turn out the way it needs to be. And it might be just because... We need to wait on his timing. His timing is perfect. He's perfect. And if we place our trust in him, then we will be strengthened. He is our rock. He is our provider. You know, he will give us exactly what we need for each day. But I think the bigger question is, what do we believe about God that we believe that a situation is impossible, right? So it doesn't matter what you may be going through. What is it? What is it that you believe? Almost like a sense of insufficiency. Is it in the Lord? Is it in yourself? Do you feel like you're not worthy of it? These are all questions that I kind of ask myself. So, like, so not to put my business totally out there, but to give you guys an an insight scoop on why I had such an off week is I live in the ghetto. All right. My house is ghetto. I live in the ghetto, but it's close to work. I have like a 10-minute commute to work, and it does what I need to do. I have a beauty room, which is where I'm recording from. I have a room with my husband. We have a little kitchen thing. We have a living room. We have a yard for the dogs, because if you don't know, I have two dogs that are like my children, and it does. It serves its purpose. I complain a lot about this house, but in reality, it serves its purpose. Oh, and did I tell you that it's cheap? It is cheap. But being that the market is in such an an inflation, the landlord is deciding, he has some personal reasons, but the landlord is deciding to sell our home. And I'm just kind of like, yo, the way that the market is, what am I going to find? You know, like it almost feels like I'm in an impossible situation. It may seem minor to you, but when you think about all the stuff that I have to move and move it to, and last year I had to move to my mom's house because covid messed me up from coming into this place you know i have like a little bit of ptsd so then i'm like yo i have to do this myself i have to hurry up i can't move back to my mom's house and then one of my besties she was like i was like you know i have to make moves i can't just sit on my butt and wait for it to happen out of the sky and then she was just kind of like steph it will happen out of the sky like that's how god works And I didn't like that answer when she first told me. I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm telling you I'm about to be homeless. And in reality, it's like, what do I believe about God that won't allow me to believe that he can just make something happen in the suddenlies? The Bible is full of suddenlies. I don't know what kind of suddenly you're waiting for particularly, 
But know that if it happened then, that's the same God that exists now. Always in the Bible it says, and then suddenly, blah, blah, blah happened. And I feel like those suddenlies happened happen because that's exactly what it was, a suddenly. Something that didn't necessarily require your participation, but God just does it because he's God and he can make moves like that. So I think, you know, it makes me think, do I not give God enough credit? Do we think that God will do things just because? Because he needs some amusement by us being sad or frustrated? No, God will never. God loves us so much that he didn't want to be away from us. That's why he sent Jesus in the first place. So then the next thing is, you know, is it that we believe that we don't deserve it? Do we believe that... You know, I'm not that good of a Christian anyway because, you know, I don't go to church or because I don't read my word. So God's not going to bless me because I don't deserve it. And I started to think about, like, do we think that we need to be transactional with the Lord? So you think that God is like an ATM? You put in a coin or like a claw machine? You put in a coin and you get a bear back? Because then that means that we have to work for his love. We have to work for his blessings. We have to work for everything, really. And does that mean that if I work more and then take a time off, but I still put in work, like, does that count? And I think, like, we don't realize it, but sometimes we do think that. I'm going to do this even though I don't want to because I want the Lord to bless me. The Lord doesn't bless, like, in part, yes, he is faithful to you if you are faithful to him. But the Lord doesn't bless you because of only what you do. The Lord blesses you because he loves you, because we're his children, because he wants us to be near and he wants us to be happy to him. I think God will always supply more than what we deserve, because if you guys think about it, the rap songs are right. The Bible's right. We're born sinners, y'all. Any J. Cole fans? We're born sinners. We will always fail him at some point or another because perfection does not exist. Can I just free some people today, Friday, Saturday, Monday, whenever you listen to this podcast? Perfection does not exist. We strive for perfection, right? I feel like most of us want to be perfect. We want to have everything together all the time. But in reality, that's a goal that is unmet. I think instead the Lord uh, the Lord wants us to know that we are enough whether we're in a mess, whether we're working in our messes, or whatever stage of life that we're currently in. Whatever we have, our full potential at that moment, is enough for him as long as we open our hearts and our minds to him. I think that's like a thing that we kind of like, we take for granted or we misconstrue. It's like, you want to be like Jesus, right? Because Jesus was a beast. He clapped back. You know, he helped people. He healed people. Jesus was like, what is a Sabbath? You know, like, I'm going to do what I need to do no matter what. And I feel like that's something that, of course, we admire and we aspire. But I don't feel like the Lord necessarily cares so much for that. But more importantly, cares about the posture of our heart, right? Because we can be doing all these good deeds, but then we can be totally angry and dark in our heart. We can do we can do actions with remorse. We can 
say yes to things because we want to please God, but the whole time we're doing whatever we said yes to, we're completely regretting it. And I'm not only talking about church work, y'all. I'm talking about family members, home life, conversations with your parents. Like, you want to say, yeah, I'm going to do this because I want the Lord to bless me. And the entire time you're doing it, you're like, I can't stand these people. You know what I'm saying? I think the position of our hearts is what God really chases after. But also I think, like, okay, how did we get here, right? How did we get to this point where we may be faced with a situation that's not happening to our timeline or not happening quickly for us that we feel like, not only is it impossible for us, but it's impossible for God. And I think it's because somewhere down the line, we felt let down by God. I think that's not something that we say, you know, that's properly said, but I think it's true. I think at some point or another, we, we either felt that God was late. We felt like God wasn't on time. We felt like he let us down. He didn't come through the way he... I needed him to come through. We didn't get the job. We got the bad news from the hospital. And that led us to trust issues with the Lord. Because now I was just like, hold up. I don't know what you're about to bring out no more. That brings me to a point to think about. And it's just like, was God late because I had a timeline on it? Right? Like, to be late means that there should have been a certain time frame. Did the Lord give you that time frame or did you make it up? Because my life, I have to move and all of this. After my appointment, you guys know I was going to get off birth control. But now that everything is kind of shaky, I felt like the last thing I wanted to do was kind of have a baby in this day and age. Right? Obviously, I know I'm going to move. I'm going to settle. But just the, the, the strike of, oh, my gosh, here, you know, I'm on survival mode. I have to do something. I have to make moves. Where am I going to live? Everything's super expensive. The budget, the savings, you know, whatever, whatever. That I felt like, dang, I worked from January to July because I had my July appointment set up from my appointment in January. I had surgery in the process. The Lord came through in surgery, though, so I can't even, I can't even take that from him. But then I, I almost felt like a little bit of disappointment. Like, dang, God, like, after July 26, I was supposed to be trying to have a baby again. But what happened? And who told me that I was going to have a baby after July 26? The Lord didn't tell me that. It would have been nice. It still would be nice. But I was holding God to something that God never told me. Do you guys feel like you sometimes do the same thing? Is there something that you feel like God was late for because it was on your timeline and not necessarily a timeline that he gave you? I think sometimes our animosity or our anger with God is because of these same things, right? We put these expectations on God of, God, I want my life to be so-and-so, 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 you know. I was going to get pregnant, let's say August, have a baby eight, nine months later, you know. God, next year I was supposed to be, you know, celebrating my baby's birth, you know. Like, I was just supposed to be doing so many things in my head. But God never told me any of those things. But God never said one. I think I think because of this, we lost our hope. We lost our hope to become parents, to become mothers, to have the baby, to receive the healing that we need because it seems impossible because 
the doctors say it's impossible. The doctors say that it's final stages. The doctors say that there's no turning back. The doctors are saying that the organs don't work. The doctors are saying that you need prescription medicines. The doctors are saying that you're in a chronic depression. We lost hope to have peace. And that's why we felt like we had to take manners into our own hands. But can I just tell you guys this? God will always supply far more than we can ever think or imagine. That's Ephesians 3.20. And I know because I got it on a shirt. There is an abundance to God. But we have to believe that God can provide that abundance. If we start believing that God is a little God, then we're going to get little abundance. But if we're courageous enough to say, yo, I'm a daughter of a king. I am co-heirs with Christ, like the word says. And we really take ownership of the words and the promises that the Lord has given us through the Bible. Then I promise we will see a different side of God. There's a verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. And the word says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. The Lord says that he has plans for us, plans to give us hope. And I feel like in this season, we've lost hope. We've let society, our current circumstances, our current weight to say, it's not possible. It's too hard. I can't do this. I can't go on. But that's that's the exact opposite of what the word is saying. The word is saying, For I know the plans I have for you. What happens if we tap into that? What happens if we tap into like, Lord, you have plans for me. And there are plans to prosper me, God. I may not know what those plans are. I may not know how to get there. But you know them. You're the one that controls my steps. They're not going to harm me. Nothing that happens to me is for harm. But also in the word it says that whatever the enemy tries to use for evil, the Lord will use for good. So it doesn't matter what you've been through, sis. Whatever you've been through is your strength, is your power, that the Lord is going to turn it around. Do we believe that the Lord is a God that can turn things around? Or do we believe that Lord, the Lord is a God that will leave us when we're stuck to fend for ourselves, to have to take matter into our own hands? Because that doesn't even go with the characteristics of God. The biggest thing about God is his unconditional love. Is someone who's loving going to leave you when you need them the most? Absolutely not. So, for the challenge this week, I want us to think about everything we've lost hope on. I want you to write down everything that you feel is impossible or too far from your reach. Weight loss can be a thing. The baby can be a thing. Reconciliation in your marriage can be a thing. Reconciliation with your parents is also a big one. Maybe you have siblings that you don't talk to. Are we able to say, God, you have a plan for prosper. A plan to give us hope. A plan that is perfect in you. And you know these already. I surrender all these things to you because you are an all-knowing God. Because you are the God that is here with us in the present, but also the God of the future. And you have not changed, so therefore your word has not changed. Therefore, that although these words were written millions of years ago, or thousands, I guess, 
But a long time ago, they're still true today. Because you're not a man to lie, and you never fail. Let's line up our thoughts to Jeremiah 29, 11. For this week, make it your wallpaper. Every day, pick a time to just repeat the verse to yourself. Even if people think you're crazy, it don't matter. You're not worried about them. You're worrying about God being the God to make the impossible possible. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and future. That's what we're chasing after. We're chasing after our hope. The enemy came in and tried to steal our hope because if he steals our hope, then he can steal our faith. And if he steals our faith, then what are we standing on? If we don't even believe the words that we're saying or the words that we're reading, then what are we really doing? It's just no. It's just there doing nothing, taking up space because it's not like there's any action behind them. God wants us to believe in him even when times are hard. And believe me, sis, this is for me. I am going through a season right now. I know I won't be homeless. I know God always comes through. But the process still hurts. The process is still the process regardless. But thankfully, the Lord gave me this word, not only to share with you, but to share with me in my time of need. So let's write down the things that we lost hope for. Let's start praying again. Let's remember that God is in the future and that same God we have access to in the throne now. Let me pray. Heavenly Father God, you are perfect. Your timing is perfect, Father. For even when we do things out of obedience, Lord, we don't know exactly when we're going to need those exact words that you place in our heart, Father. So for me personally, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for speaking to me on Sunday. That I wrote this down on Sunday, not knowing who will need it, Lord, but the person who needed it the most was myself, God. I ask that if there's any brothers or sisters on this podcast that also needed a word of hope, a word of encouragement, a word of positivity for the future, Lord, I ask that your heart be with them, Lord. I ask that your love may saturate them now, God. I ask that you just may walk what they walk, especially thinking about and experiencing the things that will be almost impossible, Lord. For we know that you don't have no limits, Father, but we're the ones that put limits on you, God. God, your word says that the answers to our prayers are yes and amen, Lord. And we stand in those truths, even if it's a yes now or if it's a yes in a couple years. We stand that if it's for our good, you will not withhold a good thing from us, God. But I just ask for strength in this moment. Strength as we go through the processes. Strength as we go through the motions, Lord. That life day by day, God, may be hard, Lord. That some days may be harder than others, but that you will provide everything that we need throughout the way, God. You're our provider, Lord. You're our way maker, Lord. You are the only one that can make moves even when science says no, even when society says no, God, because you have no limit, Lord. So if we've ever put limits on you in the past, Father, I just ask that whatever those strongholds are, Lord, that we break them in Jesus' name, God, that we may believe you to be the God of the possible, Lord, that there is no impossible for you if it's for our will, God. Because your plans are not to harm us, Lord, but they're to give us a prosperous future, Lord. So we stand in that. And although we may not have felt faith before, Lord, we are feeling a revival today. Starting today, we're making a decision to say, I am the one that puts limits on God, but God doesn't have any limits. 
So I am rebuking this way of thinking and I am starting new. I'm starting new to believe in the things that I once forgot about. That once upon a time I thought were possible, but now I have lost that zeal or that lust for it to happen, God. Will we pick up the old things that you might have promised us, Lord, but that we stopped believing in, Lord? Would you give us strength to work through these things as it may not be easy, Lord? Or we may feel like the answer is not quick enough, but that you are present in the in-between times. Lord, sometimes the process the process matures us. Sometimes the process gives us the endurance, how Paul says, Lord. So I just ask as we are all in different stages and different levels, God, that you just may give us exactly what we need every single day to get through, Lord. That every day your mercies renews, Lord. That you don't hold any wrongdoings, Lord, but that you throw them to the pits of the ocean to never be heard of or seen anymore, God. I just ask that every day, Lord, even if we may fail, that we may continue to seek your face. That we may continue to seek your love. And more than anything, that we may know that your sovereignty is the one that reigns, God. You know everything, Father. You're the, you're the one that knows what's going to happen tomorrow, just like in 10 years. So I just ask that we may trust in your sovereignty, Lord. That we may have hope. That we may have our faith back, Lord. Because you will not withhold no, no good thing from us, Lord. We thank you and we love you. In the name of Jesus. Alrighty, y'all. Hopefully we got some music.